Hi, I'm Nina Nikita. I'm Miles Wortman. And this is Melanin Media. Unfortunately, Michaela cannot be with us today. She wasn't feeling well. Hopefully, it's not COVID. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Shout out to my Hopefully, it's not COVID. But today, we will be talking about things such as colorism and, um, and other things that have been very... Um, apparent in the black community that's been going on recently especially on twitter um well you see a lot of black backlash on twitter for different things especially towards um like tv shows and movie casting and things like that um so i guess the most recent example we can kind of um segue off of is the whole like recycling of like zendaya yara shahidi and stormy reed um, when it comes to portraying black women or black teenage girls in movies um, or TV shows and they have like that same like oh you could tell I'm black but I'm not too black kind of look you know what I'm saying Miles? yeah it's very like light skin and like very like noticeably mixed girls like light skin loose curled hair they've very much been like Hollywood's example of a black woman and not to discount any of like these women's blackness it's just that they don't resemble black women as a whole and not to say that any black girl can resemble all black women as a whole it's just like there's more black women with brown skin brown skin or dark skin than there are light skin girls that look like the women that we've addressed but I also kind of feel like um I don't think Yara Shahidi um, if anyone doesn't know who Yara Shahidi is, she's an actress. She's been in like Grownish, Blackish. She plays Zoe. Um, I don't think that. Um, what is the word? I don't think that you can't tell she's not black. I feel like I just feel like she doesn't have like the typical like black features, if that makes sense. Because when I look at her, I know she's black compared to like other artists or people. When you're like. Oh, you could tell they have black in them, but they not be black. Yeah, I feel like there's definitely nuances when it comes to mixed women, because not saying that they're different at all, but when we think about Zendaya, she's half black and half white. Zendaya, I mean, he's your Iranian. Yara is half black and half Iranian. Iranian. Yeah, so there's there's definitely a difference, and not to say in it's not really feature wise. It's just like. When you look for a black woman, it always goes first to, okay, if we're going to do black, then let's make it biracial. And not to say there's anything wrong with being biracial and having people on TV. It's mostly about like how we can never have black stories that are just black stories. This also always has to be like a sprinkle of whiteness, like a sprinkle of othering into anything that we do in media. And that's what I feel is the most damaging and hurtful. Yeah, and I think it's also, like, the kind of, like, the reiteration in Hollywood. Um, you know, like, shows like Blackish, um, like we said, and then, like, Black AF, they have, Black, they are covering, like, the Black experience, but, like, it's then, again, that reiteration of, like, that Black skin, Black woman stereotype that's in society. So I think, um, but I also think people try to realize when it comes to things like that, that he's depicting his own reality and not like what he wants everyone to see 
which is like kind of sucks because we do want to see something different but he is depicting like his own reality but i feel like although it is his reality he also has a responsibility to like his consumers in the world around him which he's outputting his art for because for while it is a black story what does it matter if only one demographic of black people are being shown because like okay they are black but it's like okay where do i see myself where do Nia? where do you see yourself in this art right but it's the problem that he's not showing more representations or we don't have enough black creators like it's both because it's the it's the little bit of black creators that we do have they take like a very easy way out one that's more palatable and more consumptuous for the white gays yeah um and another thing i also find interesting when it comes to like even how um like women like zendaya etc you know they get more acknowledged or recognized than the darker skinned black women who may have done the work like for instance when um when zendaya won um best lead actress in a drama she won an emmy for that um the narrative going around Twitter and social media for the longest was the first black woman, the first black woman, when realistically Viola Davis was the first black woman, but that was not the narrative until like two or three days later when people had to constantly correct them. Yeah, I feel like, while that definitely is a colorism issue, I feel like people were getting first and youngest mixed up. It was the youngest black woman to win the Emmy, but also it was just, but so many people, it's two different generations. So our peers, we were like, oh yeah, the first black woman. But then it's like our older, the older generation was like, girl, Gila Davis right there. <laughs> and it's so, and that's, and it's so easy to dismiss because we're so used to dismissing black women and dark skinned black women specifically and their work to like, for like the greater cause of society so it was just very like tiring when that hell happened i think also um man i stay losing my train of thought (laughs) but i think um also like we said it's also on the burden of like the actresses kind of or they have a semi-responsibility too because if you know that um we need more representation or um a certain demographic of black women is not being represented enough, then you need to kind of use your access or your position whether to get them the job or help them get the job, you know, put a little word in or something. Yeah. Or you need to um, decline that job, which is like what you was telling me earlier that it's like what Zendaya does. Yeah. I feel like in black Hollywood, I feel like when doors are open, that's like your key to open more, not just close it behind you and to make space for like women that don't look like you, but also are just as deserving. And Zendaya definitely does that very well. She's been, she's noticed that Hollywood has like taken a liking to her and has tried to like overwork her with like every like black teenage role, role they can. And then like, I remember, I think it was BeautyCon 2017 and she like acknowledged this on like a panel and whatnot. And she was saying that I don't wanna be Hollywood's idea or picture of a black woman because although she is a black woman although she is mixed not to discredit any of like her experiences or whatnot she she knows what's up she knows what it is so then she said that she kind of like made a pledge to not take any role that could easily go to a 
dark-skinned or brown-skinned girl. She wants all black women to be represent, represented. She can she only knows that she can she knows that she can only represent a few people, a smaller percentage of black women in this world. Black. So what she does is she instead of like taking roles from like dark skinned or brown skinned women, she takes she does roles that like were I were ideally for white women. Period, because white women don't deserve it. <laughs> no, I'm just she said. <laughs> it's just like nobody needs. It's just like we're good on like roles of white women. We're, there's never going to be like a scarcity of that. So Zendaya taking her role, her one role isn't going to do any damage. Not more damage than than whitewashing in Hollywood has done for our community. Yeah, and I also, I think another thing that kind of blows me about Hollywood is how, like, when they do have, like, um, an actress like Zendaya or someone who looks like Zendaya who was, like, Black, but not too Black. She gets the job done for the diversity, et cetera. But, like, in that TV show or in the, or in the movie, none of, none of their aspects in their life is Black. But I don't know. Like you kind of see that, like on your for on Euphoria. I love Euphoria, but like I just kind of wish that it was like more of like I wish she had like a black friend or something, or like some more like black culture in the show. I don't think that there's a lot of black culture in Euphoria, but I do love Euphoria just because like Zendaya is a black woman and she has that role. She's killing it, you know. Let a show, but I don't really think it's it doesn't give me much of like anything so it actually challenged that because i feel like that can actually be like a pro i feel like that can actually be a positive because i feel like we should definitely get in the habit of casting black people and letting just black people have stories i don't think that every black person's role has to be necessarily a black story it's just like why can't black people just be on film or in TV, like, why does it always have to be like a black story? Like, because that makes it feel like. Well, why does it have to be a black story though? But I'm saying like, let's have like certain black elements. Like maybe um, in their household, you see that the artists that they have in there are by like black artists. You get a sense of black culture. I don't think necessarily a black story has to have to do anything with like, uh, like any type of. I don't want to say political movement or like. Um, she's protesting no. streets for Black no. Lives Matter, or her friend, or her friend just got like shot. I don't want it to be like something that our trauma is like being. Um, what is the word I'm looking for? You, our trauma oh. is is being. I can't think. Sold. sold or romanticized. I was looking for the word romanticized. Um, it's not that. I just think like subtle hints of like black culture would be nice. Or if her mom was cooking, her mom's cooking like a good you know, black soul food dish or something to that effect. I don't more so think that like, it needs to be a black story, but why can't we create stories where those elements are kind of incorporated already into it? Yeah, I guess that does make sense. Cause it's like, cause like there's another end of that where it's like, okay, we have a black character, but then it's like the widest world, the widest experience. Like, I'm all for a black role, but like, why does I don't want to be I don't want it to be a token either. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely something to like consider. You know, there go Nia, dropping gems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But um, another thing that is cra- um that I think is kind of crazy when it comes to well, not crazy. I think it's very disappointing, but not surprising is the rhetoric that we use that when we talk about dark skinned women or women who have very um, you know, quote unquote, like the black features with the full nose and the um big lips. You know, um, people try to uh make those features seem like they're bad or negative. Uh, just and I feel like they don't even know that they do it like it's so incorporated to our everyday rhetoric that they don't understand that they have like internalized like a hate for like dark skinned people or like dark skinned women and specifically I'm talking about Queen Naja um, I never really liked her and I never really knew why it's not like I don't like her but like I like her music but when it comes to like following her on social media and stuff I always be like bro like what is she doing and I think that my I think I have like an anti-black meter in my body. So <laughs> everyone, so if someone does anti something, I say black, even if it hasn't come out yet, my body know like, okay, Nia, like something not right. I don't know what's off and it be that. But basically Queen Aja is a singer. She used to be a vlogger um, with her boyfriend. Now she has a new boyfriend. I think they vlog too. And in the video, when she was talking about how um, basically the girls who always caught basically the girl she said the girls who always like hating on her she um were um black ugly nappy hitter girls mm, specific that's what i'm saying and when i asked other people like you know what did y'all think about that i get a lot of people who say that's anti-black period like we're not going for that that's not good <laughs> that's very you know is giving hate you know but then I also get other people who's like I don't think she said anything wrong she's just like describing like what they look like but I also feel like um that's like a deeper root you know like it's just it's just giving me colorism all around like that description doesn't hold weight yeah that's what I'm saying for you to say like nappy as if nappy headed was for one what was my issue was like um for one you're a celebrity um, I know we talk about this almost every episode. You need to understand how your words hold weight. Even when this video did come out, it came out like a, two years ago or something like that. Um, you might not have been that big of a celebrity, but you still had a following. And yeah. you need to understand how your rhetoric, how your words, they have power and how violent rhetoric can be. People don't understand the violence in our words. And um, I feel like there's definitely like the... Uh, like the denotations, whatever connotations <laughs> related to the word, the words that she used, right? Because she literally said "black ugly nappy-headed girls" as if like very like, villain. Yeah, as if like having nappy hair makes you ugly when nappy hair not bad hair is just different hair. Like it's just I don't know. And one thing I would love for like my light skinned sisters to realize is just because a dark skin girl didn't like you in like second grade does not mean that you face colorism or that you will. There's no such thing as reverse colorism. I feel like colorism is very like one-sided. Well, it definitely has both sides, but the harm, we're not going to act like there's harm. It's like skinny shaming. Yeah. It's hurtful, but like really what causes it have besides hurt feelings? So like if I dog some like say I clown somebody for having light skin that is hurtful and I should never do that, but we're not gonna act like it has so has the same weight 
as if I did to a dark skin girl. That just wouldn't, it's just, it's not a thing. That's another thing I've been seeing on um, Twitter lately is all, you know, the light-skinned sisters saying like, oh, have I experienced colorism? And then um, someone would be like, um, or particularly, I don't know if y'all follow that girl, her name was like the hood hoochie or something like that. I love her. <laughs> she, um, she was saying like, well, give me an exact example of you experiencing colorism as a light-skinned woman or you give me facts, give me proof that, you know, like skin women experience colorism at a, um, at like a worse rate than dark skin women. And they literally say, oh, I was bullied, I was bullied. Or you have the narrative where um, y'all trying to separate us, y'all trying to separate us, colorism is separating the black community, which I also feel like that like completely um, invalidates the pain and the experiences of dark skin women. But I feel, while it does, I feel like there is truth to, it does separate the people. Because one thing that like we never like, that we have to realize is that dark-skinned people and light-skinned people, they're, they're the same people. They're literally the same people. There's no differences besides like shade. And like literally what, what does that hold? Like, what does that mean? Well, I guess I was kind of talk about how they say like addressing colorism. Yeah, I don't like that. Because that's like, yeah. Yeah, I think that like further, not um, that colorism separates is more so um, how addressing colorism and trying to hold like our lighter counterparts um, accountable, how that yeah. more so divides us, I guess, not. But that's just people playing fake dense and you can't really pay any attention to them. Yeah. So I have some words from Michaela before we go, guys, because she couldn't be on her with us. I wish we could. We could have got a light skin perspective. <laughs> she said, um, she said, if the girl lighter than me playing a role specified for a brown skin or dark skin girl, they should automatically drop it. That shit weird. And she said, queen is the worst. We don't claim her, period. Jesus. She said, she also said that the goal, um, the goal should be take down the whites who cry ugly and are one dimensional. Oh Jesus! Hashtag, I think I think that I think that's that's facts. <laughs> I was take down mediocre white actors who when do they're like, job way better. Who do like the bare minimum and it's like parade? Yeah, but it's just like their ticket into that movie was whiteness. Where like a black person ticket into that movie was like you know actually ta- actual talent. Name three. Name three what? white actors who you feel like just is like completely mediocre and like their keenness is just whiteness in the film. Oh my God. Um, I don't know. But that's also because I don't really consume a lot of white media or at least like in the past I haven't. I just feel like, um, I feel like I can't name one because they're all one dimensional. So it's like, not all, not all, but majority is one dimensional, one dimensional. So like when you just see it all the time, it's like. Um, who, who plays, um, who plays, what is his name? Um, Star-Lord. Oh, Chris. Is that Chris Pratt? Chris Pratt. Yeah. And he voted for Trump. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he like really adds anything. I think Ben Affleck is kind of like 
That's Batman. And he really had no business playing Batman. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think um, Mark Wahlberg kind of. He doesn't. Yeah, he don't play like one role. And yeah. it's like the, the hero, the macho guy. The but guy he does that well, though. But it's kind of like, hmm. but it's, yeah. it's not like it anything extravagant to me. Like, yeah. I just versatility. <laughs> but like, he fits his niche well. But, the, but all this to say is that black people, we can't do that. We can't just do one thing well. That's not going to work for us. We can't build a career off of, okay, I can play the bad guy well, even though that's all y'all cast us for, but it's another dis- discussion. I think a lot of Black actors, um, Black actors, why, why am I saying actors? Like, I talk like that and I really don't. <laughs> that's <laughs> embarrassing. But I think a lot of um, of them are kind of ver- are versatile. But that's because we have to be. Yeah. We can't, we can't be conventional. I think Lakeith Stanfield is really good at that. Yeah, I think so too. There's a lot of great black actors. And there's a lot of great black actors on the rise, like Asante Black, Kelvin Harrison Jr., Jarrell Jerome. Oh yeah, I love him. Yeah, definitely. They're definitely on the come up. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed our conversation for this week, even though Michaela could have been with this with us. <laughs> I'm Nina Nikita. I'm Miles Wortman. And this is Melon in the Media.